0: i Powell, academic advisor in the College of Sciences and Mathematics.
1: And I'm Jonathan Holford, academic advisor in the College of Liberal Arts.
0: And this is the Advising Two Bits podcast, where we enhance but not replace your academic advising experience here at Auburn University. So today we have Beth Yarbrough, the director of student services of the College of Sciences and Mathematics, here to tell us a little bit about the math placement exam for Camp Regal this summer. Thanks for joining us, Beth.
1: Hey, I'm glad to be here. So Beth, this is a, uh, a new process and um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about the old process because the people that are listening, this is, this is it for them. So, um, But can you tell us a little bit about what it's going to look like and, and what students should, should expect to see?
2: Yeah, basically what we really want to know is where are you in math? Students probably differ more on math skills than they do any other aspect of being ready for college. So we want to make sure that students are starting in the math class that they need to be in, that they're placed correctly so they can do well and make the good grades and keep going and get all this math, however much that is that they need behind them. So in the past, all we've used were test scores, um, either the Uh, the math piece of either the SAT or the ACT. And that's okay. Um, And it's worked all right. But the truth is maybe you took the math placement, your junior, I mean, the ACT your junior year, and maybe you've done more math since then, or maybe you skipped math your senior year. So your test score is probably at least a year and maybe two years old by the time you show up to college. So what we're hoping is that this math placement test can give us another tool and another piece of information that may actually be more recent and better than whatever your test score is. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna add a math placement option for students. So the most important thing to remember about the math placement test is that it is optional. You don't have to do it. So. But there are some times that it really would make sense to do it. So you can take a look at the test scores that you sent to Auburn. And there is a math placement chart on our website. It's an Albi link, aub.ie slash math placement, simple enough. And you can find out what class you would be eligible to start with. And if that's the class you need and that's the only class that's required or that's the starting class for your major, then great. Maybe you don't want to take the math placement test. You've done everything. You're in the class you need to be in. Come take it and let's just keep going. But it may be that you aren't placed in the class that you want to take. Or maybe you didn't send us your test scores since test scores were optional this year and you don't have a score here for us to go on. So taking the math placement test might allow you to start a little bit higher than where you're placed already. And that's when it makes sense to take the
1: math placement test. Great. So, um, you know, I think one thing is that um, people hear math placement test and and they (laughs) automatically, you know, I know for me, it was when I came to orientation, it was completely different Um, all that long ago I mean we did it on scantrons and pencils and Parker Hall so uh but um so it's a completely different process but you know I think it's one of those things that people get a little intimidated by and and so can you maybe talk a little bit about what that math placement looks like to ease some concerns uh, you know I, I advise a lot of majors and a lot of students that that maybe math isn't their strong suit and so is there something that that's you know might be something to this math process, math placement process that uh, might ease their concerns a little bit.
2: Yeah, I'm happy to. The, um, my cousin is gonna be a new freshman in the fall here. And when I said, hey, don't forget about your math placement test, this look of absolute sheer terror came on her face. I was like, okay, breathe, it's gonna be fine, don't worry. Um, I would say, don't forget, you cannot make things worse with the math placement test. You may make things better, but you cannot make it worse. So it's we're not going to grade it. It's not going to go on your transcript. It is a piece of information that we are going to use to help decide what math class you're going to take. So, And we'll also talk to you about what math class you want to take. So even if you place into calculus and you say, oh, my gosh, I've never had calculus. I really don't want to do it. Please don't make me do this class. Okay. You don't. I mean, we'll talk about that. You'd, So the main thing is it's not, this is not a life defining moment. It may help you, um, but it's certainly not going to hurt you, but it's going to be an online process. You sign up for, um, the math exam through a, a company called Alex. It's A-L-E-K-S, so you'll hear us talk about Alex a lot, um, and that's something, if you are a student who's going to take chemistry, you'll use Alex in your chemistry class in the fall, too, so it'll be a format that feels familiar at least a little bit, and it's not... Um, intimidating or weird or difficult to navigate or anything like that. And they're going to put math problems up there and you're going to solve them the best you can. And it's just going to march you through one problem at a time. You have two and a half hours to take the test. So, and it's really only designed to take no more than about an hour. So you already have two and a half times the time that they think it's going to take you to take it. So for anybody out there who has accommodations, we think probably that two and a half times is gonna be plenty of time for you to take it. You can still contact us if you're worried about that, but you should have absolutely plenty of time to just sit down and take the test and do the best you can. Beth, if a student isn't um,
0: really impressed with their score the first time, is there an opportunity for them to take it again?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you can take the Alex test up to three times. I wouldn't take it the first time just, oh, hey, I've got to do this thing for Auburn. Um, You know, I'm supposed to have dinner with friends in 20 minutes. Let me see what I can bang out real quick before I hop in the car. You know, don't be that casual about it. Sit down, take it seriously. Um, You know, like they say, have a good breakfast, all that good stuff. Um, But it isn't the ACT and it won't take you forever. But try it, be be for real about it, because you do only have three chances at it. And so if you waste one of those chances, um, we're not going to give it back to you. So three times, that's it. But... You also have to do a little bit of work in between your tries. You can't take it and say, oh, I missed problem number four. Now I know what the answer is. I'll take it again real quick and I can do better the second time. If you want to take it a second time, you absolutely can. But you have to wait 48 hours and you have to do five additional hours or five hours to start of work on problems in Alex. So it may It can identify what you know and what you don't know. And so it may throw up some problems to you and say, hey, here's some things that you miss. Let's go over them. Let's spend a little time learning about this again. And you'll work through some modules and do some extra practice and some extra problems and get a little extra instruction. And then you can take it again. So it's not just an automatic do over. You're going to have to do a little work to take it a second time. And then, if you're still not happy after the second time, you can do it the third time, but it's another 48 hours. And then it's eight hours worth of work in the modules before you can take it the third time. So, it is going to require some commitment from students. So, you know, how badly do you want to take it again? How badly do you want to change your score and maybe move up in math? But it's not going to be, you know, just, oh, hey, I'll do nothing and try again
1: and it's all going to be okay the second time. So I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of students might hear this, you know, podcast and think about math placement being just for students that maybe are in engineering or or COSAM or a major that requires calculus one or even that and further Um, business is another one that requires at least some form of calculus. So uh, but my understanding is that it's not just for those students. It might be for students who maybe they just need a core math and they can pick and choose whichever core math they want, but maybe they tested or based on their ACT or SAT scores, they tested into math 1000 that does not count for, for core. Can you talk a little bit about what, you know, can, is it for those students? And if so, you know, what should those students be looking at that might be a little, uh, a little bit different than those that might be trying to get into Cal 1?
2: Right. I actually think it's as much for the non-science or the non-math students, maybe even more, honestly, than the math students. If you don't like math and you place in the Math 1000, then you have guaranteed you're going to take two math courses at Auburn and not one. And if you can spend a little time this summer and you're able to bump your placement up to any of those courses that actually count for course, so that would be anything 1100 and above then you've bought, I mean you've bought yourself out of an entire semester's worth of math. And if you don't like math, that's a huge, huge advantage. So yes, it is absolutely for the engineering students who really need to start in calculus if they possibly can. But I think it's every much as much for the student who's out there thinking, oh please don't even make me take a math course. Um, Okay, I'll make you take one then instead of two. And that seems like a really good deal to me.
1: Yeah, I was actually when we when we first started talking about this, I was really excited for my students because I have a uh, for my students, I have a high percentage of students that test into math 1000. And they don't have very many free electives. And then they find out that they have to take two maths now. um, And on top of that. One of them will count for half of their free electives. So I think this will be a really good opportunity for those that that are in maybe a liberal arts major that doesn't require more than core math to really not only place higher and take fewer math courses, but also to free up some of their free electives to take some other courses that interest them uh, so that they can they can get a you know more well-rounded experience like they want. Absolutely.
2: What
0: kind of issues that you that you may anticipate students could potentially run into while taking the exam, and what do you suggest that they do to work through those?
2: Um, honestly, there is help. There is a on that in the test and on the website. If you look at it, there are links for help on the test, not help with your answers on the test, but <laughs> <laughs> help with any problems you may have. Other than that, so anything that happens within sort of the test environment itself is going to be an Alex thing. Um, Because if it's a software problem, that software company is really going to have to help you fix whatever that is. So hopefully you won't have any problems. The login is through um, your Auburn credentials, your Auburn email, and your Auburn password. And we have tested it a lot. So I'm hoping there won't be anything like... um, you know, login problems or any special software. It's web-based. You don't need, I mean, you need a good web connection, but you wouldn't need any special software on your computer or anything like that. Um, Obviously, weird stuff could happen. Your power could go out in the middle of your exam, in which case you could contact Alex, and I think they would be able to see that you you timed out of the test or whatever, and they may be able to reset that try for you. Um, I think the main Issue that could come up honestly is just sort of not taking it um, in time to get it to camp. I would think I'm—I don't know, maybe I'm naive, but I'm optimistic that the actual testing time itself um, will go well. Maybe if you see a thunderstorm coming, just hold off, study a little more, and then do it later.
0: And how far in advance to a student's camp or eagle session would you suggest that they take the test?
2: Um, we're hoping that you'll have taken the test, students will have taken the test by around June 1st or so. I mean, some colleges are starting advising even before that. So it it's a little bit of a hard question to answer because every college is doing a little bit of a different process. Um, I think The earlier you can, I mean, bottom line, the earlier you can get it done, the better. But on the other hand, I don't want that to mean, um, yeah, I'm going to graduation in 20 minutes, like I said, and so I'll just run, take this math placement test real quick. Um, So find a balance, but hopefully by the beginning of June or so, you've gotten your your math placement. Um, Certainly, you want to get it done by June 25th, because if you can start registering for classes and you don't have the math placement score you need, it really doesn't matter what you and your advisor have talked about, you're not gonna be able to get in maybe the class you want. So there's kind of the, the it sure would be nice if we had your real math placement score, whatever your final score is gonna be, by the time you meet with your advisor this summer, which would be late May um, and through the middle, late middle of June. And that's sort of the, hey, that would be really great deadline. The absolute no kidding, you're not going to be able to get the class you need deadline is before your registration date happens. And not 20 minutes before your registration date happens. You can count on, I don't know what the computer process is, but overnight is very often an answer at Auburn, you know, that the computer updates overnight. So certainly the day before at the latest And and you can change your schedule throughout the summer. If you take it, your third attempt in late July, then you can change your schedule in August. But it sure does make everything a lot easier and a lot less stressful if you've done it um, by that first registration date.
1: Yeah, I think that's, you know, something that... you know, time timing on all this is, is always kind of important. Um, like you mentioned, there's a lot of times overnight is is the answer. So, um, you know, I know for me in 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 liberal arts, we're we're starting our advising fairly early um, in May. So, um, I, I think it's all going to depend on your college. I think that's a good point to bring up, and but realize that just because you've been advised on something and you go back and take the test. That doesn't mean you, you know, you can't change that class if you're if if you've tested into a higher level, you probably should just make sure that you have a conversation, uh, whether it be in person or by email to your advisor. Right.
2: Right. Absolutely. And it'll depend a little bit on what your major is, how much your math placement changes. If you're a liberal arts major, then changing your math placement will probably change your math class, but maybe not a whole lot lot else. If you're a science major, for example, our students, whether or not they can take chemistry is driven by what math they're in. So if they change into a higher math, then we may be able to move them into a chemistry class as well. Or maybe you can take, you know, a physics class or something else that you needed that had some math prerequisites. So sort of if you're a STEM major of any kind, it could change a couple of things with your schedule where if you're not a STEM major it may just change one thing with your schedule and the more things you have to change the more complicated it is the more you you're having to wedge things into the classes that you already have and hopefully they fit And so it just becomes more complicated doesn't mean it's not doable but um our goal is to reduce stress and that's not always the way to do it (laughs)
1: That's a great point um, for those students who let's say they're not a STEM major and, and they're they're in they're in a different major that doesn't um, require a math in their first semester to stay on track. Um, will this be available to them after the summer or do they not. need to plan? OK, so they need to plan no matter what they need to be done taking this and all their attempts that they want to do by the time fall semester starts.
2: Right. For this year this is only for incoming students. So whether you're an incoming freshman or an incoming transfer, you can take the test. If you're a continuing Auburn student and you just are not happy with what your math placement score is, but you haven't taken your math yet, you're stuck. You're stuck with the math placement you came in with. And I guess we don't 100% know what it will look like next year, but my guess is that's the way It will continue that this is a chance for incoming students to prove their math um, placement and but not something you could continue to do over and over throughout your time. So, yes, I would say take it this summer, secure your placement. um, And then I mean, this is just a plug in general. I know you don't, if you don't like math, you don't like math and you're probably gonna wanna delay it. But the longer you delay it, the less you will remember and the worse your placement gets. So um, maybe not first semester, I get it, but maybe second semester, go ahead and get it out of the way. Just, you know, slay the dragon and be done.
1: I, I think that's great advice. I tell students all the time if you don't use it, you lose it. Absolutely. And so you might as well get it over with because to graduate from Auburn University, you have to have a math core. And, um, you know, It just, I I mean, I, I, and every semester I have students take it in their last semester and it just, again, we we're in the business of trying to reduce stress and that's not a great way to do it.
2: No, not at all. I mean, how many stories have we heard about the one student who needs the one math course and doesn't pass it and then they don't graduate? Like that's misery, like end it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So from a, you know, from a director standpoint and from a, from the idea of um you know this is kind of new territory for us um what kind of advice I mean you've given a lot of advice but what what kind of advice would you give to to students about um using their resources or, I mean are there any resources at Auburn for these students or is it all throughout oh
2: no you mean once you're in school here
1: no I, this mean, I mean during the summer when they're when they're doing this
2: yeah, I mean, there are certainly resources. The math department has a, there's an email for the math department that's on that math placement website. That if you need, if you have questions about math, you can talk to them. You can, you know, if you're confused about what math you need for your major, you can look in the bulletin, you can talk to your advisor. We're here to help and we want you to feel confident in what you're choosing. And we will certainly at Camp War Eagle, um, that advising process will answer a million questions about math. And, you know, it may be that we're talking about AB and IB placement or dual enrollment as well for some students. So don't, I would say my main advice about resources from Auburn is just don't panic. You're going to have an advising time. You're going to have time with your individual advisor. You're going to have maybe a large session with, I mean, I'm doing a director's session with all of the cosium students. So you'll have time to figure this out and to ask questions there's you don't have to panic yet about any of this we've registered lots and lots of freshmen so even though it may feel like your first rodeo I promise it is not our first rodeo and we can make this happen I promise you Definitely not our first rodeo. (laughs) (laughs) Beth, if a student
0: has to have accommodations um, that may require an extension um, on the the testing amount of time. So I know you said um, that the Alex program will allow them for two and a half hours worth to take the test. But if a student needs accommodations, what steps do they need to take to make sure that that is taken care of before they take the math placement?
2: They would go through the Office of Accessibility just like they would with any other accommodation that they need. So, I would really just a note on that. I would really encourage students if that has something you know you need, even if you haven't used it in high school, please, 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 please please register with the Office of Accessibility. Because if you don't need it here, then you don't have to use it. But if you don't, if you're not registered for it, then you can't have it. Um, And these professors may not be like your high school teachers who may know this about you and be, you know willing to do some accommodations because they know you need it your professors are not going to know that about you and honestly your professors can't know that about you they're not able to know that unless you disclose that through the office of accessibility so i think it's an insurance policy and you've got it if you need it but a lot of students find that that step up to college work all of a sudden they do need a- accommodations even if they had the coping skills in um, high school do not need it, those coping skills may break down a little bit, particularly first semester. So bottom line, offensive of Accessibility, they're amazing. Um, whether it's learning disabilities or migraines or whatever you have that may impact um, your work, please, please, please do that. That was off topic, but thank you.
1: Good luck. <laughs> no, I think I'd think add probably about 10 or 15 more pleases to that. So yeah, I think that's same. great advice because I, I can't tell you how many students that came in and said, I, I really needed this. I can't do it. You know, they've got something coming up and they just can't get the accommodations before. Exactly. Do that. And it's, you know, taking care of it in the summer before you get here um, is, is a great opportunity to use your time well, but also has you set and ready to go for a successful first semester. Amen.
0: <laughs> well, Beth, is there anything else that you can think of regarding Alex or the math placement exam
2: that we have not covered? Um, no, I think y'all have done a really good job. Oh, um, thanks. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I tried to review you know, everything so I could kind of think about um, think about this before we talked. And I would say my number one piece of advice is take it seriously, but don't freak out um again you cannot make it worse for yourself by taking this test um now if you're at the i mean if you've already placed into calculus and you had calculus in high school and you know you need calculus at auburn and you want to take calculus don't take this placement test man like it doesn't matter um don't prove that you can place into calculus when you've already placed into calculus it's just you, go do something fun um or worry about something else about college. So I'm not. I'm really not trying to encourage you to take this test. If you if you can't change your placement and you're already in calculus, walk away. Um, but if you can change your placement and you need a higher class, then it's probably worth your time. If you're a liberal arts student and Math 1120 works fine for your major, and you've placed into Math 1120 again, go do something fun. Um, but if you've placed into 1000, I really think you should take the test for sure because that class again, doesn't even count as your math course. So anybody who's in math 1000 is definitely looking at two math courses at Auburn. Um, If you're an engineering major, if you're a science major and you haven't placed into calculus, then please take this test. Not taking calculus your first semester, particularly for engineers, really does put them in kind of a bind and does it pretty quickly. So I would say just read over that website and really think about, okay, am, am I a good candidate for math placement? Um, and if you are, absolutely please take it. And if you're not, don't feel like we're pressuring you, you to do it. We'll, you know, they're better uses of your time.
0: And can you give us that obby link one more time? Absolutely. a-u-b
2: dot ie slash math placement. I love it. Pretty basic. (laughs) Hopefully memorable. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Beth,
0: thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it that you took the time to explain this to our incoming students. Um, I know it's something that's new, and so um, they... I mean, they've not gone through Camp War Eagle before, but um, this is something that's new across campus and that this is really going to help students kind of understand more than the reasons behind doing it. So we appreciate your time. Oh, you're very
2: welcome. And hey, we look forward to seeing everybody in the fall. War Eagle. War Eagle.
1: War Eagle. That concludes this episode of Advising Two Bits. We want to thank our guests for taking the time to be with us today. We hope that this episode provided you some information to take back to your next advising appointment. Please join us next time as we work to enhance your advising experience here at Auburn. You can subscribe to Advising 2 Bits wherever you listen to podcasts and be notified the next time new content is available. Advising 2 Bits is produced by Brandon Farmer, academic advisor in the Department of Industrial and Systems Engineering.